Hey y'all, it's A Few Minutes with the Pew Podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Maddie. And we have a passion to see people make Jesus number one in their everyday lives. We want to get serious about being serious for Jesus. Will you join us? Welcome back, everybody. Merry Christmas. We are so very excited to be joining you here on Christmas Day. We are so very excited to celebrate the birth of Christ with Mm -hmm. you here on the podcast as well as the blog. If you are coming from the blog, we want to welcome you to the podcast. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss any future episodes. But today is a very special day. We're celebrating the birth of Christ. We are coming together and reminding ourselves of all that there is to just thank the Lord for, thank Him for His goodness and his faithfulness to us this past year. So today we are reading a poem by J.R.R. Tolkien. We recently found it and someone else was talking about it and we were just really mesmerized by how she explained what Mm -hmm. this poem meant. It's actually one of Tolkien's lost poems that they rediscovered later on and so we just want to read that and share that with you today. We're going to put it on the blog in text form so you can read it there, but you can also listen to us read it in this podcast episode. Yes, and I personally am very excited that Tolkien is having his moment (laughs) on the podcast. Yes. I feel like we haven't done very much Tolkien on the podcast, which is weird. Like, I mention him all the time. Yeah, not specifically. Yeah, so I'm... I'm really excited about this poem, and it is it is deeply profound. I mean, mm-hmm. we expect nothing less from him, but I think that it is just absolutely beautiful for Christmas Day and just this season. The way that he celebrates everything that we have gained through Jesus' birth in this poem is just mm-hmm. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, let's jump in here with this poem. This poem does not have a title that we know of. It's just J.R.R. Tolkien's Lost Poem. Grim was the world and gray last night. The moon and stars were fled. The hall was dark, without song or light, the fires were fallen dead. The wind in the trees was like to the sea, and over the mountain's teeth, it whistled bitter cold and free, as a sword leapt from its sheath. The lord of snows upreared his head, his mantle long and pale, upon the bitter blast was spread, and hung o'er hill and dale. The world was blind, and bows were bent, all ways and paths were wild. Then the veil of cloud apart was rent, and here was born a child. The ancient dome of heaven sheer was pricked with distant light. A star came shining white and clear, alone above the night. In the dale of dark in that hour of birth, one voice on a sudden sang. Then all the bells in heaven and earth together at midnight rang. Mary sang in this world below. They heard her song arise, or mist and over mountain snow to the walls of paradise. And the tongue of many bells was stirred, and heaven's towers to ring. When the voice of mortal maid was heard, that was mother of heaven's king. Glad is the world and fair this night, with stars about its head, and the hall is filled with laughter and light, and fires are burning red. The bells of paradise now ring, with bells of Christendom, and Gloria, Gloria we will sing, that God on earth is come. I love this poem because I think that it shows us the power of Christmas time. Mm -hmm. It shows us what it's really all about, right? Which is what we've been going back to over and over again on the blog throughout Blogmas. What we've been trying to talk about here on the podcast for the short time that we've had. I feel like there's just this 
power and this magic. And I don't mean magic in a very earthly sense that we would think of it, but a spiritual sense mm-hmm. of the the Holy Spirit coming into our lost and broken world, Jesus coming into our darkness and being that light that we so desperately need. And I think that this poem really illustrates that in a powerful way. It somehow brings this about in our minds that maybe we wouldn't have thought of before. Mm-hmm. It's this idea that Maddie's going to explain a little bit here of the king coming back, the king returning to his rightful place. We really need to understand this about Christmas, that it's not just this baby in a manger and, oh, it's all cute and lovely and, and we just stop there. We have to know the rest of the story. You have to understand why Jesus came and that was to save us from our sin. And when you think of it that way and you understand that this babe wrapped in cloth lying in a manger today on Christmas Day, why we celebrate Christmas in the first place, when you're able to get back to that, then and only then are we able to truly understand the power and the magic of Christmas. Mm -hmm. And there's just one specific part that we wanted to focus on that I think is, it's a very good visual for us to imagine what Mm -hmm. it's like in a physical sense, considering that we can't be at the birth of Jesus. We can't be with the magi or the shepherds. We can't experience that in the flesh. We're not there with them. But I think that this is a very good image. On the third line, Tolkien says, the hall was dark without song or light. The fires were fallen dead. Many of us are probably like, okay, well then, what what's that supposed to mean? Like what Mm -hmm. hall or why are the fires dead? All these questions arise. And what Tolkien is alluding to or referring to is that in olden times after great battles or after big victories or something momentous happens in a kingdom, the king's hall would be lit with great fires and Mm -hmm. light and there would be singing and dancing and celebration, which my mind immediately goes to a scene in the two towers in the Lord of the Rings films where it's right after this huge battle at Helm's Deep. Those of you who have seen Lord of the Rings are going to know what I'm talking about, but this huge battle where many, many lives were lost, but in the end, it was this incredible victory that no one thought could be won. And so what I imagine is this scene just after the battle, all the warriors who have left, who haven't been killed, come into the king's hall and they're celebrating that the king himself survived the battle, firstly, and then they are remembering the fallen. Mm. And so they have a toast and then there is singing and dancing and celebration and they are just joyful and they are celebrating this victory with such passion and such vigor. And I think that that is such a powerful illustration of what Christmas should mean to us. Christmas should fill us with such joy and passion Mm -hmm. and give us this urge to celebrate. And I think that, you know, over the course of Blogmas and just talking on the podcast and stuff, you know, we've talked about how we've gotten Christmas all wrong and how in reality we need to repent for not taking Christmas as seriously as we ought, but then also just not celebrating it in the way that we've been called to. Mm. And so I think that this is just a wonderful picture that we can look at and we can say like, now, at the at the end of the poem, he says, And the hall is filled with laughter and light, and fires are burning red. The bells of paradise now ring with bells of Christendom, and Gloria, Gloria, we will sing that God on earth is come. I think that's so beautiful that he goes from the grim mm. night and the the hall is dark. There 
isn't any fire, there's no light, there's no celebration. And then at the end of the poem, when Christ has come, God has come to earth, then the fires are roaring and the celebration has begun. And this isn't just something that we celebrate after a great victory or after this huge battle is fought like they did in the two towers. I think this is such a wonderful representation and it inspires me, honestly, to celebrate Jesus' birth and his coming into the world with so much more passion and so much more vigor and so much more heart than I have in the past. And Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, over the course of Vlogmas and our podcast episodes and different things like I was just mentioning and through church services and stuff, we can honestly make Christmas seem somewhat grim Mm -hmm. and gray and, you know, it's all about religion or it's all about, you know, we just celebrate Jesus coming into the world because we have to and Mm -hmm. there's no joy in Christmas. But I believe that the Lord wants us to celebrate. I think that he wants us to feel such joy in our hearts that we can't help but spread that Christmas cheer and we can't Mm -hmm. help but spread that Christmas magic like Lily was referring to earlier. We just wanted to share this poem with you because I think that this is definitely a really great inspiration for Christmas Day. There's just something about the king coming back to his rightful place Mm -hmm. that should change our hearts. And I think that when you know what it was like before the king was in his rightful place, then it makes you rejoice all the more when he is in the rightful place. And I just think that it's so amazing that year after year, no matter our circumstances, no matter what we're going through in life, no matter our attitudes or our hearts or how we're feeling, we get to rejoice because of the simple fact that the king has come. Mm-hmm. And that is just so remarkable to me and something that I'm finding so much joy and just peace in this Christmas season because I think that when you realize what the world would be like without him, what it was without him, how we function when we aren't saved, when we don't have that hope of the king being in his rightful place, of coming into our darkness, of breaking into that darkness and, and transferring us into the kingdom of his glorious light, then you can't truly celebrate. You know, you don't know what it's like. And I just keep thinking of the lyrics in Oh Holy Night, I believe it is, tell me if I'm wrong, the weary world rejoices, Mm -hmm. right? I just love those lyrics so much because I find that we can rejoice no matter what we're going through, no matter what Christmas is like, whether you're spending it with family, whether you've lost a loved one this year, whether it's just been a hard and difficult year for you. I don't know what's going on in your life, but I'm here to tell you that today, Christmas Day, you can rejoice in the fact that your king is in his rightful place, that he's on the throne, that he has lit up the dark hall of your life, and that he has come to radically impact our lives for the better. Mm-hmm. And I just, I think that's so powerful. So I won't keep rambling because <laughs> I know I am, but I just, I think that is so important that we realize that this Christmas. Mm -hmm. All right, so we're going to keep this episode short and sweet. We want y'all to spend Christmas with your family, but we did just want to, we felt like just writing it out on the blog wouldn't Mm -hmm. do this poem justice, and we wanted to explain some things that have been on our heart, and, you know, it's great podcast material. (laughs) So I just want to leave you with this verse, Numbers 6, 24 through 26. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. From the few... From the Hobbs family, from Lily and I, we wish you the merriest of Merry Christmases. Bye, guys.